Welcome to the Obsession Digression, a podcast that explores all of the cultural things we're obsessed with. I'm Sam Benarchik, and I'm Katie Walker. Ugh, Katie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I just woke up. Yeah. 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 You know why? <laughs> oh, Sam. Okay. What? Because I, I'm like both ashamed and proud of myself for this. I have like very conflicting <laughs> okay. emotions. But sometimes in my life, it happens like once every like two years, I like get in this like this frenzy where I'm like, I'm like, I just I really need something like comforting, but also ambitious to do. Like I need like something that like I know how to do. And what I know how to do is read. Um, Yay. Good for me. I have reading abilities. (laughs) Literacy. Um, Yeah. Like everyone. Um, But (laughs) I then like turn to. And so I should say, too, I have a ton of like new novels to read like that. I like have on my list. Like I finished uh, Margaret Atwood's like second book in her Matt Adam trilogy. Mm -hmm. So I got the third one that's waiting. I've got Shirley Jackson's Hangs a Man. And I've got a friend who's like, you know, let me know your thoughts on this. And like, I just have a ton to read. Uh, But I was like, no, I'm going to read War and Peace again. (laughs) 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 I'm going to read it. No one can. No, I feel like. I'm gonna read it for um, the Tolstoy time. is like untouchable. If you say sorry, I'm busy reading Tolstoy, like no one's gonna give you a hard time about that. I know, but it's like, don't you read War and Peace like once and then like you say, like, yeah, I read that. Like, and then unless... you spend the rest of your life just telling everyone that <laughs> right? you've read it. <laughs> yes. Right, but like this is my my fifth time reading it. <laughs> wow. Isn't that sad? Like that is like I've gotten into Senectitude and I am just like an old person stuck in my ways. Like, now I'm just, like, going to read... I'm just going to like the same things now over and over again. Okay. Instead of expanding. I'm not like that with novels. Like, I very rarely reread novels, especially now that I'm not a grad student. And I don't yeah. have to because I don't write on any books anymore. You know, but I don't know I, many people who do that, actually. Like, that, yeah. like, at least among our circle, I feel like our generation, or not generation, but, like, our, you know, like, grad <laughs> student folks, right? They're, like... You know, like, they, they're they constantly seeking to put things in dialogue with each other, right? So mm-hmm. then it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a lot of, like, rereading unless you're writing about it for, like, an article or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't do that with books at all, but I do that so much with movies mm. where I'm like, I could go see these new movies and talk <laughs> to people, like, right. friends and colleagues about new movies coming out, or I could just watch the same ten movies, like, yeah. over and over. But you know, you know they're going to bring you joy. You I know, know it's it. going to be a good time. Yeah, exactly. I know it. like, I know this with War and Peace, right? Like, I know, like, I really do get, like, very, very agitated during the like when the the when Pierre's father is dying and like they're like literally fighting over the will I'm just like oh my god like what's gonna happen like wait I know what's gonna happen <laughs> like eight you know eight tenths of this book are about how Pierre is rich and like he inherits the money but like I just like I can't stand it in that moment so eight tenths that is a book that we, <laughs> one of the only books long enough to be broken down into tenths <laughs> Oh, I know. Like, seriously, it is, um, <laughs> like, I got to part, because I'm, I'm reading it um, for the first time, and maybe this is, like, really smart of me, right? Um, because it's a giant book. So I'm finally just reading it on the Kindle instead of, like, attempting to, like, mm. you know, hold it open What's with my wrist. What's the difference in experience, though? Are you liking that? Uh, so I, I turned off the little, like, progress tracker thing at the bottom. Oh, that's like, smart. Yeah. Because that, you know, that is just not going to happen. Um, or, you know, like it is, but it just, like, would drive me insane. Yeah. Um, so, but, like, occasionally, occasionally I will check. And so I got to part three last night. And I was like, all right, like, part three, I should be, like, 
you know, like 40, 50% done, you know? And I clicked on the little thing and it was like 15% done. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> also, what is that impulse in us where, you, I, I mean, even for you, it's even funnier because you are intentionally rereading a book for mm-hmm. the sake of enjoyment. And yet we still like, are just like racing to the end of it. I know, right? It's like I a, hate that about myself. Like, stop thinking about how far you are from the end. Just enjoy reading this book. It's like a, it's like a video game quest mindset, right? It's like you will get like one intelligence point, you know, like via yeah, Sims, right. if you read this book, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but or, like something like that. You will like no that. longer wear your pants <laughs> when there is an open door right in front of you. <laughs> It is, yeah, it's, like, something about the, like, um, because, like, I've totally done this, too, um, where, you know, I've read, like, most of a book, and then, like, for some reason, like, you know, paper was due or grading was due or something, and, like, I just, like, never finished it, and then I have, like, this weird guilt about it, and I'm, like, I'm such a fraud, like, I didn't read, like, the last, like, 30 pages of The Stand, you know, (laughs) or, like, something like that. (laughs) You didn't Um, finish it? I think I might try and read that on the plane. No. This week. I I was like, maybe I want, like, a big, fun book to read. Yeah, well, Stand, I mean, I would recommend (laughs) everything up to the last 30 pages. (laughs) Yeah, page Um, 970. (laughs) Or or any of Atwood. I'm just, I'm on an Atwood kick recently, and I'm just, I'm Hmm. loving it, so. Um, But yes, right, like, that we feel that guilt and like that yeah you have to like finish the whole thing to be like i don't know to then like in conversation be like uh nabokov yeah if you read his pale fire right i don't know <laughs> whatever whatever like the i mean i was like this say. i don't feel any obligation to finish books i'm not enjoying and I, it took me a long time to reach that point so i'm glad i'm like that but i do feel this weird like um sense of guilt where I have to confess to people that I didn't finish a book if I didn't read it or if mm. I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. I said yeah. that means anything. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's weird, dude. We've developed some, like, weird mm-hmm. pride things that are just, like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, how are you doing, Sam? I'm good. I'm busy, though. Work yeah. is kicking my butt. And yeah. then, um... So much so that I didn't realize this morning that never published our uh, <laughs> episode on um, Red Dawn. So, you know, forthcoming, it's yeah, coming. Yeah, um, This will come to uh, everyone the week of Christmas, so. That's um, beautiful. Yeah. I know. Dude, I got to tell you, though, oh, my God, so many holiday parties. Oh, no. I can't do anymore. <laughs> I, finally, I got invited to, like, my eighth or ninth holiday party last minute yesterday, and I said to my friend, I was like, I'm so sorry, I just can't. Yeah. Like, like, if I have to listen to one more person tell me a play-by-play about their company's white elephant party, I'm going to fucking off myself. <laughs> like, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, I think one or two is good. And then yeah. you just, yeah, they're all the same. Like, you're just, what are you going to do? Like, maybe have some old wine and, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you have to offer? Mold yeah, wine? Mold wine? Right. Also, Pass, the other thing, this is new to me now that I'm here in like Silicon Valley, but like the corporate holiday party is like a capital E event. Oh. And the level of extravagance that is sort of like expended is frankly just like uncomfortable to me. And I don't oh, know no. if it is just comes from like not growing up <laughs> with that amount of affluence mm-hmm. or being used to it but like I find it like very off-putting to be around I don't I was sort of I ended up skipping one of um my own holiday parties because I just like 
Yeah. Like this did not feel like I had the sort of like will to muster that that evening. And I don't know. You're like, I mean, so I'm just going to relate this to a very recent like viewing <laughs> experience, which is the Victoria PBS or Masterpiece show. <laughs> You're like what? Victoria during the potato famine. She hosts That's the exactly ball. That's exactly right. And she's like, all this excess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Like Victoria and you, potatoes. You, yeah, you felt like Queen Victoria and the Irish are just like outside your door. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Well, good for you though for saying no. I think that that's a that's a true skill that we need to develop, right? Because like we do oh, want to no please problems everyone. With that. <laughs> well, you know, like it's I, at least for me, it took a while to like develop that. Like, oh wait, I can like say no to things, you know? Like I can mm-hmm. I can hold off on some things too or whatever. But well, I think the secret is like accruing some power, <laughs> like mm. shore up some <laughs> some power, like know your value, and then say no to a degree that's like commensurate with that. Yeah, and I think that's like why I did not say no when I was younger was because like I wasn't really ever in a position to say no. Mm-hmm. But now. Um, Wait, sorry. Uh. I, I'm sorry. I just, I just immediately started mad, imagining then like where you say no, but you really don't have the power to say no, or like you say no in a way <laughs> that is like beyond. You're like, I shall not attend, sir. You know, like, You're like that's fine. We don't give a fuck. Just don't come then. It's like what? Like my first year in grad school, I invited this guy to one of my parties. It wasn't a holiday party. It was just a party, and he texts back. Uh, sorry, I can't go. Going to see the Muppets stole Christmas, and then <laughs> and put in parentheses Wait, though. Put the Muppets in pr- never stole Christmas or whatever. Like it was one oh, of the I Muppets. I was like, he's lying. Christmas thing. <laughs> but what he I was did like, they was they stole Manhattan. They they had a Christmas Carol. Those are okay. two separate things. Okay, it's it's probably Christmas Carol. I don't remember, but so he said. Um, Sorry, I can't go. I'm going to see the Muppets. And then in parentheses put, for the second time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, was that supposed to be self-deprecating? Like, or was that like a truly dick move? I have no idea. (laughs) I was just like, for the second time. Like, (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Like, that was a truly, truly ambiguous. Like, it could have been self-deprecating. It could have been like, oh, like, I'm such a nerd. But I think it was more like, I would rather go see a Muppets movie again. I would be seeing it, like, last week or last night. Who knows? Then come to your house. I don't know. (laughs) Ugh. Man. Yeah. Um, Holidays. Am I right? Am I (laughs) right? I mean, other than that, like... Seeing just like friends before everyone like heads out for the holidays, um, and then I'm gonna fly out myself. I'm going back to New Jersey for the first time in nine months, I think. Yeah. When when are you going? Mm, it's gonna be a short trip because <laughs> when I looked at the flights that were in within like my budget, because dude, a holiday flight from coast to coast is That's no real. joke. That's real. That's real. They can be like a thousand bucks. Easy. No way. Ugh. And I did not have that kind of budget to expend on this. So I basically was like, there are two flights that fit in my price range. One is a red eye on the, they're both a red eye on the 23rd. So I arrived oh. like 5 a.m. the 24th. And oh. I could either stay till the 27th, which is a little short, or I could stay till January 3rd, which is way too long. Yeah. So um, I'm staying just till the 27th. That's like so mean that you, you that that window you know of know. like the perfect time to stay. American is just Airlines, what a dick move! Oh, that's horrible. Oh no. 
Um, I'm super excited because we are leaving this week, I guess, technically. Um, but, you know, it takes two days to get to Texas. And we're taking the southern route, which um, for us means going, like, through Atlanta and, like, down through, like, Alabama and across that way. Uh, and so we've plotted both, like, Christmas light extravaganza shows that we'll drive through at night. And, you know, like, the little drive through things where you, like, you tune in your radio kind of thing. Um, no, what's that? Um, it's like, wait, so you don't know what this says? No. <laughs> okay. You're not being sarcastic. You're not. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. I, I don't yeah. see your face right now, so I can't, like, I can't actually tell. Like, I can't read sarcasm or not. <laughs> my, um, my goal for this episode is just to troll you on every story. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's, it's basically, like, where it's, like, so extravagant, um, like, Christmas lights at different houses or, like, in a, a neighborhood that they have, like, their own radio station or that the Christmas oh, wow. lights, like, will flash to music that you listen to in your car as you drive through. So Okay, so they come up with their own radio stations? I don't know what the, Is like, that a pirate radio station or is a pirate radio station something different? I, I don't know what a pirate... I've never heard of a, like, is a, pi, is a pirate radio station just, like, an illegal radio station? Well, now I don't know. Maybe that just means <laughs> it's a radio station that's, like, not owned by a broadcasting company. Okay. Then, I yeah, I have no idea. Like, I've... I don't know the I hope so, because then you could say, a lot of pirates around here this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, um, Ryan, I we made a stew two nights ago, and, um, and instead of using onions, we used leeks. And so then Ryan, like, had, like, eight jokes about, like, oh, my God, the house is leaking, or, you know, like, something <laughs> like that. It was so bad. <laughs> Anyways, um... Where was I? Oh, right. So we're driving through, and then we're also going to go to a bunch of, like, antique shops because I, like, I love them so much. So, yeah, I'm excited. Also, like, I'll see my family eventually, which is cool. You're like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But um, speaking of holiday stuff. Oh, go ahead. I have to tell you the most amazing thing. I got, I got, I won Christmas this year. I won it, basically. So Mm -hmm. um, here's what happened. Uh, working on my uh, Almanac's book and I'm like really stressed about it and it's like I do soon and I've got a lot of work to do blah 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 and uh, Ryan was like uh, do you want your Christmas presents now and I was like well sure I, I I guess yeah like I'm just okay that works um, like you tell me <laughs> yeah um, and I should be clear that he has said he either wants a boat like a real boat or nothing and I can't afford a real boat. <laughs> so he hasn't, like, I didn't get him anything. Um, because, like, he's been really insistent on that. Like, like I call your bluff. <laughs> yeah. Like, he really, like, he wanted, like, money for, um, like, car inspections and stuff. Like, and that's, that is Ryan. Like, that is his personality. So he does not want junk. He doesn't want clutter, that sort of thing. Anyways, yeah. so I don't have, like, anything for him right now in return. I'll get him something. But, um... So he gives me a small jewelry box and it has these little pug earrings in it. It's like really adorable. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Like, that's great. Like, thank you. What a wonderful Christmas. And he's like, oh, there's one more. And then he gives me a puzzle. I'm like, yes, I love puzzles. Like, this is why I married you. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) 
thank you so much. And so I'll like, never want for puzzles. Yeah, I mean, no, I will. Like, I, I donated a ton of them um, a few weeks ago. Like, and I, I wait, but you couldn't confirm that all the pieces were there. No, Sam, I did. I wait. You rebuilt every single puzzle. No, I just recounted the pieces and then made sure that it matched what the box said. <laughs> Oh, Katie, that's insane. I know. I know, but, like, can you imagine, like, somebody at the nursing home getting a puzzle and then, like, missing a piece? Like, can you imagine how sad that would be? Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't have that on my conscience. So, I, I mean, I was watching okay, Netflix I actually would want to know the completion rate of puzzles in, like, nursing homes. I mean, I don't know. But, I, okay. I mean, it's always in progress. I don't know how often they actually get finished. <laughs> Like, it'll be years before anyone realizes that puzzle piece is missing, and probably five others would have been missing at that point. No, I mean, Sam, when we're in our our nursing home, like, because mm-hmm. I imagine we'll be there together just hanging out. I love this idea. It's probably um, somewhere in Boca Raton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I will be, like, a puzzle feed, and then every time I finish one, I'll be like, fuck yeah, I'll, like, make a huge scene, and you'll be like, God, Katie, why do you do this every time? Um, anyways, okay, so... Wait, we gotta go back to the puzzle. Up on though. everyone else's medication. <laughs> Just slipping me a few. Um, okay, so, but the puzzle box, right, looks normal. Everything was normal in it, but like for some reason, like there was no hint from Ryan or anything. I was like, I'm gonna open this puzzle box just to <gasps> oh, gaze no upon. Gaze upon. There's not a puzzle inside. <laughs> I mean, there was. There was a puzzle inside. But next to it, next to it, my friend, was a huge book. And it was, I could tell that it was old. Um... So I like, Wait, you, did the box feel heavier than normal when you it did it not. Up? It did not. Yeah, I d- oh. or like I just wasn't thinking about that. Like I wasn't doing the like kid thing where you're like suspicious of gifts, you know? Like I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, a puzzle. <laughs> but I opened it, and so there's this book that I like is wrapped in in paper. So I, I'm unwrapping it. Sam, it is um, an incredibly unique bound copy of thirteen. Uh, 1725 almanacs with yeah with um, these like it's like I mean this edition just like blew my mind it has I'm gonna nerd out for a second it had it had an almanac written by a woman it had almanacs written by people who were like clearly dead by 1725 but they were so popular that they kept using their names it had a mock almanac in it which i've written an article about mm-hmm. it had yeah a, to remind everyone like a lot of your work is on almanacs right yes now. You're right you're right right um and then it's like i fucking love almanacs I, I love them so much dude it actually has tabs from the eight, early 18th century where someone has like put put these like pieces of like they're kind of like almost i think they're like either very thick paper or like um, this kind of like almost leathery type of material, but they've put like these tabs and then written the author's names in 17 or in 18th century script, you know, like wing or Vincent or, you know, like the last names of the author. So they've like done these like tabs basically. And like, it's just like the most incredible gift you could imagine. Um, like, so like, just rare right like no one owns a copy of like these bound almanacs all together in this way with oh, these tabs awesome. with these you that's know so sweet um marginalia like that sort of thing and i just like i bawled it was the most 
Like, it was Aww. the best gift. It was incredible. And I was like, I have nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you said you won Christmas, I thought this was going to be about how you found the perfect gift for Ryan. Oh, <laughs> but I'm <see> sorry. <laughs> no, I'm on the recipient end. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have clarified. I wish you at that moment you went, I won. I won. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sad to say I, I'm a terrible gift giver. I just like... I can't, like, the only thing I'm good at are gag gifts. Um, that's okay. it. Okay, I feel like I'm, I fall to two extremes. Like, either I can find the perfect gift for someone, and then people are just like, this is the perfect gift. I never <laughs> knew I wanted this or something like this. Um, or I get you the most uninspired gift. Like, I just track down, like, your Amazon wish list and get you, like, two books from that. But that's you know? solid. Like, There's that's, really no middle ground. Yeah, but that's not, like, the terrible gifts. Like, that's just... Oh, that's true. There's no know? swings and misses, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have... I mean, I'd rather have that ability than, like... You know, like the past gifts I've gotten Ryan are just like they suck so bad because I just like a like, trampoline, um, a trampoline, a like <laughs> home laser tag thing that shocked you if you got hit by your enemy, Ooh. uh, camouflage suspenders. Like I don't <laughs> know, like just horrible gifts. <laughs> well, no wonder he's like, don't get me any gifts. I know. <laughs> right? He's like, please God, do not, do not He's subject like, I'd, me. I'd really prefer you don't. <laughs> I should. I really want a third dog, and we're we're having um, fights about this right now. Oh um, boy, what kind of dog would you get? I think I would still get a little one, just because, like, I really, I do dig the like lap dog thing. Like, mm -hmm. um, I really love it. Like during the day when I'm like, I'm like, hey, toy boy, come here. That's what I call Bark Anthony right now. I call mm -hmm. him a little toy boy. And then, like, I'm reading, and he sits in my lap. Like, I just, I love Aww. it. Um, but I think I want to get a third dog, and I've decided on its name, um, which is just going to be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> 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 because wouldn't it be funny if it's, like, here's Lady McPug, and here's Bug Anthony, and, like, we've clearly put a lot of thought into these, like, And your chickens, Cleopatra. Yeah, 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 foul stuff, right? Um, <laughs> here's, like, all this, like, cleverness, and, and this is Nicolas Cage. Like, <laughs> just to break the fucking mold. Yeah, wild Yeah, dog. I get it. Yeah. And then that dog, I don't know. Like, I think I want it to be another, like, hyper boy dog. Because like Bark Anthony's just like he does he needs a friend, basically. Like Lady McPug is way too snooty. And, you know, he just like he makes friends with stranger dogs right now, which is not safe. So he just he needs a new friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's dangerous. That's yeah. dangerous for you because then you have to talk to the dog's owner. Oh my god. Yeah. Did just I tell like, you about the one lady who has the yes. belt? Yeah. <laughs> the belt, yeah. Yeah, she was there again. No, thank you. Hard pass. Uh, Hard pass. She she got there and so I know this isn't just me, like this is not me me being like um I don't know, sensitive or anything. But we went again and when she got there, like there was a visible like just a bunch of people decided to yeah. leave. You know what I mean? Like they all knew. They all like had had interactions before, and they were just like, "Oh, time to go." Sorry, Bubba, we've been here like five minutes. We're leaving. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. I know. I don't care. She's she brought it on herself. <laughs> this, no, it's so true. Like it's tough love, essentially, is what right. you're exercising. Right. right. Um, yeah. Dude, the other thing I'm doing right now, because it's the season of like all my annual benefits expiring, mm -hmm. is I'm getting so many checkups. So, did mm. like, yeah, 
blood test. I thought you said checkouts my, first, and I was like, so good many for checkouts. You. <laughs> I've had things sitting in my cart all year. <laughs> no, I was thinking like ladies checking you out. So many checkouts. Uh, yeah, that's like I and don't know why. Out left and right. I thought it was in, just in like really a... dramatic, like lowering sunglasses ways. Ooga ooga. Yeah, I don't know why. Checkups. That's that's good. I guess it's less fun, but it's just like, well, I need to do this because you're get you're sort of given like one per year, and so oh. I'd rather use one now and then one middle of next year rather than one in January and then never again for the rest of 2019. Right. So right. I went to, I don't know if I told you this, I sat on my glasses like a month and a half ago. Oh no. Like two months ago now. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need glasses. Like, I feel like I'm getting by. <laughs> oh, and <no>. I, went, <laughs> I went to get a checkup and I told her that. I was like, you should know just a little bit about me. Like, I really only got these because I have a minor astigmatism. Like, I can see fine. And honestly, I feel fine. And I probably, you know, by the time we get to the end of this checkup, you're going to tell me like, I don't even need glasses. She's like, all right. And so she starts giving me the eye exam and she's like, this one better, this one better. You know, we were doing that for like 10 minutes. We get to the end. She goes, okay, so you definitely need eyeglasses. She's like, I kind of can't believe you've been surviving a month without them. And I was like, oh. Oh. I was, so, I was misinformed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, my mistake. It was so funny and felt like so California to me, though, about it was that She's writing the prescription, blah, 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 or printing it out. It's all high tech these days. And mm-hmm. But she goes, she goes, listen, like, I think you should be wearing these as much as possible. She's like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but if you can wear them all day, that's fine. And listen, I'm not telling you what to do. That's not my place to tell you what to do. Oh, my God. I'm just suggesting. And I was like, no, I'm literally paying you to tell me what to do. Right. Like, cool it, lady. I know. And I was like, what a weirdo. And then I went for a, a dental, like, checkup, like a cleaning yesterday, two days ago. I think. And um, I'm doing, we're getting the x-rays. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, that one wisdom tooth is impacted. He's like, do you think you're going to want to take that out? And I was like, well, <laughs> should I that. take it out? And he's like, yeah, you should take it out. And I was like, well, then, yes. Like, yeah. why, why are you asking me? <laughs> and when he said it, he goes, but so you think you want to get it taken out? And then right. I was like, you mean like right now? And he laughed. And he's like, no, not right now. And I was like, well, then why are you asking me this? And like in a <laughs> like, weird, this is so weird, hesitant way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if I said no, would you just be fine with that? I kind of <laughs> feel like it's your like ethical duty to push me to have it taken out then. <laughs> He's like, you're still young enough that's not going to damage, but it's going to cause, like, profound damage down the road. And I was like, why are you then giving me the option? Just yeah. tell me I need to have this taken out. Right. Like, I need and a so firm is... hand with my medical professional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this is the sort of, like, tenor I'm operating under. Where we're like, okay, I guess this is just how, like, our medical, like, advisors are out here. And I was like, whatever. They're weird. And so then I go, I leave the cleaning. I go to the front desk with, like, my goodie bag of, like, floss and a toothbrush. Um. He also had made an offhand comment where he's like, do you grind your teeth? And I was like, yeah, I find I do it. I'm stressed out. And he's like, mm, mm. So I'm like, just checking out, making an appointment for like March or something. She's like, also, we're going to cover 80% of your mouth guard. And I was like, mouth guard? And <laughs> Sneaky. I was, like, you... I was like, we never discussed a mouth guard. And she's like, well, the dentist, he felt that you, he said you grind your teeth. And so he's prescribing this. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go for that. Because I was like, it's all up to me <laughs> at the end of the day anyways. But I'm right. learning. And she's like, if he prescribes that to you, then you need to take that seriously. Oh. I was like, oh, well, this is a real shift. 
Maybe she just like has to like counterbalance. Like she's like as a receptionist, <laughs> right. like had too many people be she's like, like, "This is my he calling." Gave me the choice to you know die <laughs> yeah. or not, and I chose death. And you know, like yep. she's like, I. It hasn't worked out. <laughs> she's actually like you know a nun from the Catholic Church. She's just been sent mm-hmm. on this mission to like save lives. <laughs> this is how she ministers to the the, the tech uh, <laughs> the tech residents of San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, I was, so, yeah, I was, I was saying, like, well, okay. So then I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to do it, but I'm going to think on it for a little bit and come back to you. And she's yeah. like, fine. <laughs> fine. You, I think you're making the worst mistake of your life. <laughs> she's like yelling after me as I leave. <laughs> You'll be back. I mean, I, I was prescribed a mouth guard two years ago and I was getting like the, the veneers. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, like these are these are valuable teeth and I do grind my teeth at night. Like I'll definitely no. wear this shit. I have. I don't think I've once. Or maybe I tried it's it once. All vanity. Like yeah. it just feels like the least sexy thing to do. Also, I know this is like the worst response. Like I know this is like so irresponsible. But like if I'm getting veneers and you're like, and the dentist is like, well, to protect those veneers, like you've gotta like do this thing. I'm gonna be like. I'll just get new veneers. Like, if I fuck it up, like, <laughs> ten years. Like, and then these veneers will become souvenirs. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I've already, like, gone down this road, dude. Like, there's no going back with, with the fake teeth thing. Like, that's, you know, I'll just get new ones. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> We've already crossed the line from organic to non-organic. Right? So. Like, I, I literally have dead person bone in my mouth. Like. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I love the idea. Can I tell you, this is such a weird thing to say. I accidentally said this at work and then I really regretted it. Someone told me they had an operation and they had to um, graft like bone. Mm -hmm. And and it ended up not working. I was like, wait, you have the dead person's bones in you? (laughs) And he was like, well, I I tried that and it didn't work. And I I went, oh, I'd love to have a dead person's bones in (laughs) me. I don't even know what that meant, but I just felt so strongly in the moment. Yeah, no, that's good. Good for you. That's, how rad is that, though? <laughs> it was like my second week of work, too. Like, it was way too oh, soon. I think no. I could say it now oh, and no, no one would blink. But I was just like, oh, would love that. <laughs> oh, Speaking my God. of embarrassing yeah. moments, um... I saw somebody uh, like at, like at work in, in Greenlaw Hall on campus, who was like, "Hey!" and they were like getting into the elevator, and so I like turned around and I was like, "Hey!" you know, as I was like still walking, and I was going to give my final exam for my literature course, and then I walked straight into like at a rapid speed. Um, these like boxes of recycling bins that are like made of wood and like, I walked, I walked yes. into the corner and I like semi stabbed myself in the stomach oh, no. like I'm sorry. I wait did you make that like stomach air Ooh. sound like Ooh. yeah yes I did so it was horribly embarrassing and also like it was like I was running not late but it was like I had to go right then to give the final like I knew that like my students would be anxious to get the final and so like I walk into my class and I'm like ha ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> It really hurt. Oh my and God, also, so it funny. hurt so bad. Um, 
And like the, I wish you were saying that as you were panting. It hurt so bad. But like the one thing I wanted to do like more than anything was to actually check out the damage, right? Like I wanted to just like pull up my shirt slightly and look yeah, at my right. stomach. But like the moment you cannot do that is when thirty five students You're are taking a final. A class full of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like sitting there, like trying not to like make audible noises. I'm like, ah, it hurts so bad. Um, and I'm like, how long until I can go to the bathroom and they all cheat, you know, or like, yeah, that's a real question. Um, and so I, I waited like 30 minutes and I was like, no, I can't do anymore. I've got to like, just go into the bathroom and just like, look at my wound. Um, and I was just like, y'all don't cheat. Ah, ah." Um, I don't think they cheated though, so that was good. Um, no, because I feel like there's still like that panopticon experience just of their peers now. Right, right. Like when I was in high school, if a teacher left the room, immediately people would start cheating and there was no shame about it. But mm-hmm. I feel like being cool and being smart have sort of merged in a way that was not the case when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do lose some sort of like cultural capital if you're just like obviously cheating. Right, yeah. Oh man, we missed our, our glory days then of like being the kids that weren't cheating and oh, then, you know. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah, dang it. Um. <laughs> it's probably better for us, though. If I felt cool, at it, like, you think about, like, oof, how underdeveloped I was in high school and I did not push myself to become a <laughs> at least better or more interesting person. Like, 30-year-old me would have been looking uh, a lot rougher. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, I was cool as shit in high school, so... I know, yeah. Like, we had different experiences. Speaking of cool as shit, and going back to the... To the, um gift thing last Mm -hmm. night I gave... So I'll tell our our listeners this story. So, um... My friend Kenneth and I, we play video games together, and in fact, yesterday we played an entire video game, like, all the way through, which is really impressive. Um, to us. But anyways, um, but we, before that, we're playing Far Cry, which is a very long game, and um, at the beginning, you design your character, right? Like, it's got, like, the what's your character going to wear thing, and I was like, oh, let's get these these gloves that have, like, the skull, like, the bones on them, right? Like, these, like, skeleton gloves, and Kenneth was like, uh, no, like, let's not get those, and I was like, no, let's do it, and so because I won that fight, like, every time we played... I would just be like, yeah, look, Kenneth, skull gloves. Like, look, check it out, bone gloves. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> and anyways, so I, like, found some online, and I was so happy, and I gave them to him last night. Uh, and <laughs> he was like, he was like, what? He was like, what are these? And I was like, fuck yeah, bone gloves. And then I was like, and they glow in the dark. And so then I, like, made him, like, hold them up to the light. I made him put them yeah, on. Yeah, absorb all that, yeah. Well, I made him put them on, even though, like, we're inside and it's hot and everything. I was like, put them on. <laughs> like why are you torturing me it was the greatest experience ever but it was so basically that long story i just told is like to prove that like i'm in it for the long con and mm-hmm. that was, and like, that cool you shit. do excel at guy gifts yeah i do and i like i'm I just really like hope cool he starts shit. wearing them though oh my god like what if he's like he's like in a snowstorm or something and he's like oh i i don't have, I have any gloves to. Is this i have no to gloves? do yeah. it <laughs> and then he like dies of like being frozen to death and like mm-hmm. they find him with yep. the bone gloves and they Frostbite. like that's last. how they identify him 
They're like, like he should have worn like better quality gloves, but instead he was wearing <laughs> novelty his, ones. His novelty bone gloves. <laughs> 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 oh. Or um, that's how he fakes his death oh. and starts a new life somewhere else, is that he comes across someone else who's already dead and puts those gloves on them. Oh, man. Yeah. And then they you've call given, me in. You've to given him the a body. passport to a whole new life. Because I, like, I just imagine, I. I they don't call know you why. in. <laughs> I love like, that. Okay, you are called in as his primary contact to identify his body, and you also <laughs> assume that you will be like organizing my funeral <laughs> repeatedly. I, this is what I was about to <laughs> like, say. Like, there's it's so like, many episodes where you talk about when I'm organizing your funeral. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, I am not ever imagining me like at. You know, like being around, like when you have like your children, or like you get like this big promotion. I'm never in those stories at all. I never mm-hmm. interject myself no. in that narrative. It is only at the moment of death, where like suddenly I'm like <laughs> yes. this really important person. <laughs> Wait, and do you see yourself in around Ryan's funeral? No, I can't imagine that. Interesting. No. Oh, of course. No, of course. Yeah. What am I saying? Oh, well, it's okay. I just like I didn't mean to pull a like. I pulled a like Queen How Victoria dare just you. now. <laughs> Yeah. Dare you imagine my potatoes, potatoes, something, something. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, honestly, it's just because like Ryan, like I can't imagine because like Ryan is like so responsible that like there's no scenario where like I have not predeceased him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ryan's death is just symbolized in dreams where you're playing video games and reach for a drink and it's not there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are my pigs in a blanket? <laughs> no. uh, I gotta get some more coffee. Hang on just a second. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. Welcome. Also, the <laughs> God. This is <laughs> Welcome. That was some Welcome. that was some shade there. Uh I'm sorry. I didn't mean it in a shady way. I know you just didn't. didn't know what else to say. Yeah, it's all um, good. This is maybe the perfect transition to um, talking about Dirty Dancing, but you didn't you, to some extent, uh, oppress people with the Dirty Dancing playlist at a recent party? Uh, no, I tried to, but um, <laughs> the karaoke place we went to was strange. Uh, because oh, it was it, karaoke. It wasn't like a house party. No, yeah, it was car- It was like a karaoke bar. Um, so I had every intention of doing it, but... It was this karaoke bar where, um, like, the the program... So, okay, sorry. I'm telling the story terribly. Um, <laughs> no, you're our fine. Our friends rented a VIP room at this yeah. karaoke bar so that, like, I've never done this before. Like, instead of, like, karaoke in front of everybody at the bar... No, no, yeah, you get a room. Yeah, which is strange. And so it was like this. I feel like that's much more common now. Okay. Um, than like going to a karaoke bar. Okay. Well, well, this was my this was my first time doing it, and so okay. it was like the experience itself was strange, and also it was like um, based off of like K-pop kind of like that was the mm-hmm. aesthetic slash vibe slash the like thing that you looked for songs through was in Korean. Um, (laughs) and so, like, you had to find artists by, like, picture, kind of, if that makes sense, does it? By picture? Yeah, so, like... Like, their face? Yeah, yeah, so, like, you couldn't, like, search for, say, Britney Spears. You just had to, like, look through a, like, list of photos and then find her face. It was, it was strange. Um, 
Anyway, so of course, like they did not have my song. They didn't have any Dirty Dancing songs. I was not able to, you know, really like convey my full love of this glorious movie to anybody. It was really sad. I was I was very disappointed. But yeah, that did not that did not happen. Don't like that. Don't like it at all. Don't do it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> life. Don't, don't do like it. Don't like it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait, life. did you say life? Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, like life. You did that to me. Um. <laughs> wait. Uh, wait. What? I don't know. Like, I just say that about life sometimes. I'm like, don't do that, life. Like, don't do it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and then it does it, and I'm really mad. So. I thought you were saying like, don't do life. Oh no! I think I was you like that took live. a turn. <laughs> like just just go home. Like leave the K-pop karaoke place, but continue to live. Right, like there's still good things, Katie. There's still good yeah. things. <laughs> there's puzzles. Think of the puzzles. <laughs> about double-sided puzzles. Um, <laughs> what about the other side? Okay, you're right. Brought me back from the edge. Thank you. So yeah. Much. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so um, I'm sorry. I did not mean to, like, totally lame-ass our transition to Dirty Dancing, but no, I I did not get to sing Time of Our Lives, though you yourself have heard it quite a bit because I used to send you uh, audio recordings of me singing it. Um, That's right. <laughs> while driving. While driving. And, dude, this was, like, in our, like, first or second year of friendship. Like, like let's be honest. We weren't, like, real good friends. And yet... It's true. <laughs> And yet, I was definitely just, like, randomly sending you, like, 15-minute long audio clips of me singing. But that's, I think, when I realized that, like, you wanted to take me seriously as a friend. And yeah. Because I was like, wait, we are texting a lot now. I just, like, <laughs> she's, this, I just assume that people, like, friendly texts are just, like, polite texts at first. Because I never believe that people, like, want to be oh, friends with me. So it always Sam. takes a while from, like, wait. And then that's how I knew. <laughs> I really, I did want to be your friend. I mean, I was skeptical. I wanted of you to be your first. friend. I was like, "Who's this guy?" But yeah. I'm skeptical of everyone. So <laughs> I say that literally about everybody or everything. I'm like, "What's Who's this, this muffin? Guy? What's yeah. this muffin doing here?" <laughs> Ooh, speaking of muffins, I'm going to okay. Hmm. I feel like it's time for me to circle back on my very strong opinions about brunch. Yeah. So you know that I am no fan of brunch. I think it's a scam. Right. Right. And it is. My feelings on that have not changed. Like, I'm not going to go wait in line for, like, 45 minutes to sit down in an overcrowded restaurant, and drink then, some really cheap champagne, and then pay $30 for, like, a plate of two eggs. And then you're fucking hungry again. Like, yeah. because you've you've had this weird intermediary meal, so you've not had, you haven't had two meals. You've just and had one meal. And then I immediately meal. have a hangover. Because the, the, the champagne was so shitty. I'm like, what what am I doing with my life? But the one caveat to that is I love um, brunches at people's homes where everyone makes something and brings it. Oh, yeah, that's and cute. And that's what I'm going to after this. Which oh, fun. that's you cute. You said muffins. Someone just texted to say they're bringing muffins. Do you remember that night where we stayed up all night and then, like... We all, like, woke up at the exact same time. We were all at my house. (laughs) And we just, like, I think it was either Ryan or Ani. I can't remember who, but somebody, like, just went and bought us breakfast food to make. And then we just collectively cooked. And it was, like, the cutest thing. Like, we were all, like, hideous at that point. Like, we, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we that all stayed. So, we were sitting outside around your fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was so beautiful. I know. That was, ugh. That was cute. Okay, but that was kind of like a brunch because it was it was yeah. like 12 p.m. at that point. <laughs> like it took us a while to like 
wake up and cook things. Mm-hmm. So I also remember when we did a crawfish broil. Yeah, throw those crawfish in the boil. Yeah, it's the only time I've ever done one. It was a great experience. We murdered those. That I did not like. We it, killed though. them in cold blood. I did not think that was tasty though. <laughs> it was well. I have to divorce like the work, like the effort from the flavor. I remember mm-hmm. being like, "Hmm, this is." Time intensive to get yeah. to this meat. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was but more like we did it kind of thing. You know, like, yay, we did this kind of weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ryan's looking at me right now like, how dare you? I think we, <laughs> we've we offended him. I'm sorry. Please keep buying me 1725 Almanacs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so speaking of summer and summertime things, the that's way. the best transition I had to get us to okay. summer camp. All right. And it's okay. We were supposed to record last week um, yeah. and we were delayed a week. And I think it actually ended up being right because during that week, I watched the second season of uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. Have you been watching that show? No. Is it good? Strong I'm... recommend. Okay. Love it. Um, but the second season has an extended like multi-episode arc in the Catskills. So at this sort of like Jewish summer camp, um, and it's definitely paying homage to Dirty Dancing at times. Oh, sweet. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't watched that movie and then watched this. And now I can plug that because we waited a week. So nice. Can I first, I just need to ask a very, very basic question at first, which is like, do rich people really go to like summer camp? Okay. This is like, <laughs> yes. I know. I know. If I hadn't like, watched that movie and then watched Maisel, I would have been like, was this a real thing? I don't know. Here's the question I have. So I was doing some research on this after watching the show. Did and this you really? Was like a, definitely like a definitely like a New York Jewish tradition, if you are particularly affluent. Now oh. in Dirty Dancing, she and her family are mm, are they Jewish? Is that Unclear. a Jewish camp? Unclear. The, the staff, like all the young people, don't appear to be like notably Jewish or to be right. like coded in that way at all in the movie. Right. But then I was trying to think back on the actual like goers, if they say anything or if there's anything that was like indicating that or if this was also just like a widely popular thing for all affluent people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, dude. I'm like perplexed by it. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know either. That I mean, I don't think the movie makes that clear, and I don't think, I definitely don't think that. Like, I mean, like, clearly the Patrick Swayze lower class crew are not right. Yeah. Um, but then again, uh, like the comedian, maybe. Yeah, I right. don't know. I, right. Uh, that's Who that's knows? tough. Um, I don't Speaking know what of, noise I just made, by the way. Just like that's all right. Really strange noise. Um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yeah, written by Amy Sherman Palladino, who also famously wrote Gilmore Girls, which is an amazing show, which stars Kelly Bishop, who plays the mom, Jennifer Grey's mom. Wow. That was the very first thing I wrote. Wow. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! That's a that's an amazing, really long connection you found Three there. Three degrees. <laughs> Um, I'm impressed, sir. I'm impressed. All right. <laughs> I have so many thoughts on this movie, Katie. I have to tell you, I, I just have emotions. I don't have thoughts <laughs> about it. Just raw yeah. feeling about it. I mm. that feeling is described in this noise, which is mm. it's also being attended by like a pelvic thrust. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm too lazy I, to do that. 
remembered this movie, but in a totally disproportionate way. I remembered the abortion being a very minor subplot, and I remembered the romance being like front and center, and I feel like it was the complete oh, opposite. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so the abortion thing is real. Oh, yeah. Well, and it takes up so much time. Yeah. Okay. My sorry, first notes saying. are Kelly Bishop. Wait, what year is it? Oh, it's summer of 1963. And then I just wrote Newman. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> but he's not like popular enough yet that he actually has like an extended role. So they, I thought that was like his introduction, but that's just like his one scene. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, Newman. Yeah. Alas. No Jurassic Park monologues in this right. one. Right. Yeah. No evil conniving here. Um, just some bad jokes. Like, yeah, he's the so new. Or he, the actor is um, like the activities director or something mm-hmm. like that. Like this whole camp, right? Like it's just it's rich people who gather for the the summer, um, or yeah. like they stay like, like a couple months. Yeah, and there's time. like some some of the the men, for example, only sh- come on weekends and their wives stay all week so that they can sleep mm-hmm. with the staff. It's like this weird, like their weird weird vibe going on, but it's also like. Uh, childlike in that like the the camp directors like their only focus is that uh, there must be like a constant stream of activities like yes. and not just like oh not just goodness, dancing Katie. lessons not just archery we're talking like putting on wigs session like mm-hmm. it's like it's actually you know what it is it's it's the precursor to the cruise ship that's what it is it's oh yeah constant, this is 100% a cruise ship mentality yeah it's like this oh, constant like I couldn't do it cheesy, the first cheesy. activity <laughs> The Moringa class in the gazebo. Oh, yeah. I was obsessed with how they were saying gazebo. <laughs> but we jumped to that Moringa class, and I just wrote, I would straight up kill myself. <laughs> like, I could not do this. No, yeah. It's like, come on, ladies, to the right. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> also, no. do you, I can't take a screenshot because I was renting an Amazon. They don't let you. Mm. But do you remember the man in the bright blue socks? No, wait, wait. Oh, wait, he's there an old man? There is a man, man in bright blue socks who is having the time of his life in that scene. Yes, you know, he's like an extra who's like, I'm going to yep. leave this he's shit like, this up. This is my moment, yeah. Yeah, they're going to notice me. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> but I have to say, like, this, this movie, I'm of two completely different minds, but I think the one thing that's super interesting is, like, it is hyper-focused on a certain set of, like, trying to to at least understand like the sort of like gender politics of the moment or what it would feel like to actually be like a young woman who isn't necessarily interested in just like landing a husband right and the sort of difficulty of of being in that position well, or the, the alienation of that position the perfect she, quote sorry the perfect oh, yeah, quote no, that captures ahead. this though is when the um hotel's nephew or whatever who's trying to get with baby yeah, right? what was his name again uh i don't remember it's something smarmy but he's like the yeah. smarmy character um but anyways he asks baby he says so yeah you're majoring in english and she goes yes i wrote economics. that down. you know and so it's like that that kind of captures what you're saying here right like that this there's this like tension between baby i mean like li- of course like literally her name codes her as mm-hmm. subservient infantile right like but that you know like the whole kind of drama is that she's pushing against not just you know um, these, you know, like rich smarmy people, but also like her own father who's like, yeah, baby's going to change the world, but only, only in a prescribed, like, per, you know, like proper way, you know what I mean? And she's like, no, fuck right. that. Like, that's not how you change the world. Um, so anyways, yeah, like that's the, I think this the is his name, core tension. Neil? 
Neil. Yeah, maybe it is Neil. Neil Kellerman? Yeah. Because he's yeah. Max's, yeah, he's Max's, like, nephew or son. And Max right. Kellerman. Okay. Right, right, right. Neil. Yeah. Okay, Neil. All right. Well, and you pair that, too, with, like, she overhears... Is it Max? I think it is Max who gives the talk to the waitstaff mm-hmm. where he's like, the your job here is to pay attention to the daughters. And he says, like, even if they're dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, this is really interesting because she I think one of the first lines she says in the opening of the opening scene, like as they're driving there, is she says, like, it was the summer of nineteen sixty three. I wanted to join what Greenpeace or something? Peace like Corps? That? Peace Corps. And she's like, and I wondered if I would ever find anyone like my dad, you know? And so... Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, the innocence of, like, loving your dad and having this super, super innocent view of, like, Daddy. husbands and men with, like, yeah, this <laughs> sort of, like, boys room talk about, like, you're going to pretend to like these women even if they're dogs, you right. know? Right, right. This is, like, this huge contrast. That's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I, like... My computer, for some stupid reason, has been doing this thing where it, it I think Ryan fucked with it. I'm going to kill him. Um, like, it now, like, goes to a lock screen after a while. Oh, that's so annoying. I know. I, know. I have this app called Caffeine that's supposed to keep it awake all the time if you activate it. Oh. And recently, it's going to a lock screen, too. So, I don't know if this is a weird update. I don't know. But I'm, like, I'm not okay with it because, like, then I get really anxious about, like, I actually need to stare at our, like, recording thing (laughs) to make sure that it's still going. And so, anyways, that's why I, like, trailed off because I was like, oh, no, it's on lock screen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways. We also, in the next scene, meet uh, Tito Suarez, who I'm fascinated by. Um, But... (laughs) I found it fascinating that there's a scene where Tito and Max like dance together on stage because I was like, this is takes place in the '60s with two men dancing who are also interracial. <laughs> like, right? It was just visually. I was like, whoa. <laughs> is this the dirty dancing they're referring to yeah. in the movie? <laughs> exactly. I was like, now I get the title. <laughs> I also wrote, I hate those two kids, and I'm trying to remember who these two kids are. Oh, like the little kids that are like, nye, 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 nye. like that. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, that's right. There are two kids who are like showing off how good dancers they are. Oh yeah, I hate and those kids. And they're so kids proud too. of themselves that when they leave, they like push between Jennifer Grey and Baby and Neil because they're just like out of our way. Yeah, I, like, I really don't like these kids at all. I mean, I admire their confidence though. Like in real life, I would bow down to them. It's like the kids at the skating rink to me. They do this every time. Like. Every time I go to the skating rink, there's, like, at least... How frequently do you go to the skating rink? Well, like, once every five years, but... Okay. Um, <laughs> they're still there. But it's still, like, the memory's <laughs> they're, raw. They're 47 now, but Whenever I there. go, they're, like, they're so much better than I am at skating, and they, like, like make it a point to be, like, look mm-hmm. at me. Um, okay, so I used to rollerblade when I was a kid, because I would play roller hockey, and I was a really good rollerblader, and oh, I would I know. definitely do that to show Oh, up. I know. Like, I know you're rollerblading. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, anyways, so, okay, back to the movie, though. Um, yes, so there's these kids that suck. Um, oh, like, and then she sees Patrick Swayze and what's what was the woman's name? Is it Lisa, I want to say? Oh, God. Lisa. I think I just made up that name. Oh, no, but they I dance, just forgot. And she goes, who are they? And Neil goes, oh, them? They're the dance people. Yeah, they're the... They're the low, the louts. They're the louts of and this, this is, movie. But this is where we get the fundamental difference between Baby and Neil, though, because she watches how they dance and she is moved by it, right? Um, but he just looks at it and says, like, that won't sell lessons, right? I think, like, 
Moved is a, a euphemism. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. We're like, Neil is very pragmatic. He's not feeling, he doesn't understand like the passion or the spectacle of right. it. Where she like sees this and is like awakened by it. Yeah. Yeah. No, clearly this wrote, is. Like, is this the dirty dancing? Because this is just like a dance. No, I think and the dirty I didn't dancing know what is. what was coming. I think it's like the what the kids do, what the staff exactly. does when they're, you know, not like they're not being supervised, right? Like the the grinding, that is that is where it is, right? Totally. But Penny this is, my is her name, right? Penny? Penny, yeah, yes. That's Penny. I thought you said Kenny. I was like, her name was definitely not Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Ken- oh, right. No, that hot chick I for two reasons, though. One is I kept wondering, like, for the first half hour, like, where is and what is the dirty dancing? Like, mm-hmm. is this the dirty dancing? But also, by the time we get to the... Okay, maybe I should wait, sit on this for a while, but the actual literal dirty dancing, I feel like, does not play into the movie that much. Mm. And so you go, like, yes, there's, like, the, the literal dirty dancing... That, you know, the teens do. Yeah. But maybe it's more about, like, what that dirty dancing entails, like, a certain sexual freedom. Like, that's the, like, figurative dirty dancing that a movie is about. Right, right. Well, and, and improvisation, right? So that, like, you know, none of the dances that they're teaching, all of them have, like, very prescribed, like, let's do the waltz, you know? Like, very, like, uh, uh, scripted movements, right? Whereas, like... The, you know, the staff are just like, let's, like, just rub up against each other and, like, throw our legs no, in the air. No, but there's a middle ground, though. Like, the tango or salsa or whatever they're doing, yeah. like, that's a prescribed dance that is that is sexual. That's not dirty dancing, though. Yeah, right. All right. Like, and that becomes, like, that becomes the real dance at the end of the movie, right? Like, it's the, there's the technique about jumping and being held in the air and then the technique about getting those moves down. Like, they don't actually do dirty dancing in that final scene. I don't know. Like, have you seen this movie? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Do they? I mean, well, I'm just thinking of okay, like Kitty. They are li- literally like humping each other in that first well scene, i know right? but like when we, we see like what dirty dancing is like they do not do that at the end think about patrick swayze's approach to the stage though where he is just like he is thrusting <laughs> so, for all he is worth as he's like he's, he's snapping not, his he's fingers not, bodies aren't touching bodies but that is but that is <gasps> unless the, he's fucking a ghost right there <laughs> <laughs> he very well could be. I'm, yeah. He makes at the very least he makes you believe he is fucking a ghost in that moment. That's oh, what yeah. I believe. You can tell. All right, he he wants to fuck. That is what his eyes and right, body are saying right. in that yeah. moment. So I'll give you that. So and I think also, that's but the... there's also a kind of irony though. Of course, that somehow everyone just starts following behind him doing the exact same moves. Oh, so because... you go well. Then this is scripted. Well, <laughs> so it's not improvised. <laughs> well, but maybe they're just like you know like so good at dancing they're like oh i got you i'm following you like i don't okay i'm trying way too hard i'm i'm like i'm (laughs) really trying here but okay even if it is scripted it's still dirty like i don't see okay yeah you're right it's still like erotic right it's it's out of the prescribed bounds of this you know um resort society and that's what's that's what works here or so, at least okay. for me. <laughs> a couple of things that I want to note. One is that I love that after she watches them dance, there's this total like Freudian sequence where she immediately then has her legs cut off in the oh, show. Yeah, yeah. And then immediately after that has to hold a, a cock, like a rooster. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is very on the nose, but yeah. <laughs> fine. Um, I didn't even pick up on that, dude. Like, but you're so right. Like, and of course, like the you know, like how 
like just campy that is really you know like draws out like ugh like my life sucks I'm so like oh, yeah. fucking bored I, with it's all this because I feel so like childish and so like like I don't know yeah yeah patronizing so, for no reason whatsoever she like suddenly like after that uh, after being humiliated at the you know in the little kind mm-hmm. of act or whatever decides to like just go hunt down the staff which like to be fair, I would, like, never have been brave enough to do, <laughs> to no. just be like, I'm going to go find out where the cool kids are, you know? Like, she's just like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go walk up and, like, walk into this cabin where, predictably enough, everyone is going to fucking stare at you. Like, everyone yeah. is going to, like, stare you down hardcore because you are an intruder in this moment. I wrote, um, oh, here's the dirty dancing. <laughs> we found it. Oh, right, right. Okay, but can we talk about this dancing? Because it's, like, it's a long sequence uh, where, mm-hmm. like, you see can these we? various couples. Like, one guy who does, like, the hat flick. Do you remember this? Where he's, like, for no reason, like, as he's dancing, like, flicks up his fedora. And you're like, oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> like <laughs> Fedora guy. Fedora, fedora guy. guy. I don't remember him. Okay, he's just one of the grinders. He's not an important part of the story at all. Also, the um, staff is, like, uniformly very sexual. Yeah. I just can't imagine, like, oh, it's weirdly homogenous, right? Like, when you think, like, uh, maybe I'm just so stupid. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, uh, how to say this? Wouldn't there be, like, a full sort of, like, heterogeneous ecosystem of, like, camp counselors? Like, some would be into dirty dancing, and some oh, would not, and I some see. would be scandalized and judgmental, or, well, I'm you know. Well, sure, I'm sure they're just not invited. I mean, like, the activities director guy's not invited, like, you know, that, like... Uh, Tito wasn't there. The the wait staff isn't invited, right? Like, that there's there's clearly oh, lines that's true, that have been yeah. drawn. Um, oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so, you know, it's like, this is the, the camp counselor's kind of, like, equivalent, right? Like, these are the cool young people... Um, who are gonna like grind up all up on each other, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like, um, and in fact, like, it does seem like exclusive because when Baby shows up, they're like, or you know, like Patrick Swayze's character, <laughs> there's like pregnant needle scratch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like when he shows up, he's like, she's not supposed to be here. Like, what is she doing here? Like that sort of thing, right? Like there is this clear demarcation among she different also groups. Looks like solidly a generation older than everyone else in that room. Who does? Patrick Swayze. Oh, that's that's good. Like, I, <laughs> that works. That works because he's the also, he's the substitute father figure, but he's also like down oof. and out. Yeah, no, he is though. Like, he really is, right? Like, um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. Stuff. <laughs> oof, this romance was confusing to me. Okay, well, also like thinking about like there are so many writers' choices in this movie that are feel like overworked to me. Where it's just like, well. She needs a, a reason to get up to that cabin to dance. And so the reason is that that one camp counselor is trying to hold three giant watermelons <laughs> and he can't carry them all. But and she's, you're like, like surely she's, there was a... She's gone to seek them, though. Like, it is it clear that, like... It doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah. Like, it is not clear that he's, like, why is he carrying three watermelons? Also, those look like... Montes, what Monsanto or something like that. It's just like watermelons don't look like that. They're not like huge like that. Yeah, um, they're clearly like fake. You know, like prop watermelons. Like somebody's like, right. I, I guess this is this this is good. Um, 
Yeah, so she goes and so this this guy that she first encounters is um, Patrick Swayze, who's whose name is Johnny in the in the movie, um, his cousin, right? Like his younger cousin, and so he plays kind of like this like very sidekick you know, like, kind of silly role. Like, there's one point where he pretends, like, the watermelons are boobs, and, like, (laughs) you know, so, like, that's that's what he's he has to offer. But he does at least get her in, right? And she then has somebody to nervously stand by as the dirty dancing commences, so, or continues. Um, So there's that, right? But then, of course, um, Johnny and Penny come in, and, like, put on a show basically for Mm -hmm. the staffers and so it's like that's a little confusing because you're like if you got paid to dance you know like that is your your job like you're literally on your feet teaching old people to dance all day like would you then go among your friends and be like wow i'm gonna like (laughs) like keep dancing and like do these incredibly complicated (laughs) moves now you're doing the dancing that you want to be doing I guess so, right? Like, this is your, your moment of freedom, right? Like, this I is your... I also love, though... Yeah, no, that's a great point. You might also be like, I really just want to, like, sit down and take a load off. Yeah, right. Put on my feet all day. I, I would be like, I fucking <laughs> These hate puppies people. are barking. Yeah. I'm going to my cabin. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but that's, I but, mean... But, okay, different... I also love when we have to talk about this or how this plays out because I feel like this is such a trope especially of like American Hollywood movies is when like a certain like sexual freedom is tied up in like economic sacrifice Mm. where it's just like oh the lower class like they don't make as much money but they live more truly (laughs) yeah they have they they fuck a lot more yeah Yeah. like that's yeah (laughs) but that's just like not a real thing And it's just, like, it's this weird, like, authenticating move. And I'm trying to think if, like, this is something that is continues to have, be done in movies oh. as a trope. Or if this is more about just movies from when we were kids. Like, a sort of, like, 90s thing. Or 80s, I guess, in this case. Mm. But it, um... I yeah, feel like it's now so it's, like, swapped in a weird way where it's, like, the the kids getting it on are, like, the rich kids. So I'm thinking of, like, Mean Girls mm-hmm. where, like, Regina is the one, you know, who's, like, you know, like, having a good yeah. time, right? Like... So I don't I don't know if that has carried over or not. But, but even that movie, right? I guess that's a way in which it's like permutation permutated or it's a permutation of that where because um Regina right can be like have money and be popular and all those things, but she can't understand like a healthy relationship or like real love in the yeah. way that like Lindsay Lohan can because she's like more humble and like authentic to herself. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just like just failed at interpretation there. there. I just like I bombed is, that one. I'm sorry. No one bombed anything. It's, I Another thing like, I want to put out there. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Max is a straight up perv. Oh That's my god. That's the thing I want to put out there. That guy so sucks. Gross. That guy is touching people. That guy is schmoozing. Yeah. Ugh. Sucks so hard. I forget what he said that made me write that, but I was, like, really put off by him. Yeah. And then the other thing we need to talk about, because this is, like, it's not even a B plot. It's, like, a D or E plot. It's, like, just sort of, like, it is a movie. It's a wholly separate movie that's just playing out in the background, and that's about her sister. Oh, right. And so when she's leaving, I forget if when exactly this happens, but she is, like, leaving the camp counselor area late at night, and she sees... um, Robbie. Her sister with oh. Robbie. And oh. Robbie. Sorry. 
Okay, so Jennifer Grey's character Baby sees her sister with Robbie. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and they yeah. they were just like out somewhere like making out and he's probably trying to have sex with her and it's unclear if they had sex or not. It's unclear what happened. At that moment, all you see is that like Robbie's kind of gotten whatever he wanted out of the evening and now he's just treating her like garbage and she's like stumbling after him yeah. to keep up. It's and so it is sad. like a humiliating scene. And I kept wondering like what if this movie had been had taken her as the main character because we get these brief glimpses of like her life where she is trying to conform to a much more sort of standard expected like female role, right? And she's constantly where, like, trying to impress her there, dad. Husband hunting. Yeah, like just she's be like, a model. Like, Daddy woman. listens to me now. Like she's not the favorite child. That's weird. Yeah. But she's routinely like humiliated by the boys her age. And mm-hmm. then we as an audience are encouraged to laugh at her too. And it's just like really strange to me. It is sad. I've never thought about that before. I've never like pitied her because she's also cruel, right? She's she's petty. Um, she's too not baby. really cruel though, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. When she, when she like sympathizes with her, like she realizes when baby's like upset and she helps her do her hair and stuff. And yeah, you're right. We should give her more cred. She is though cast mm-hmm. as like the annoying, like uptight. You know, like. When she sings her song, her like Hawaiian oh, so bad. luau song or whatever, and you're like, oh god, like this is what was torture. Her name? Let me look it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe we should like give her a little bit more. And you know, of course, like for her, she's going after Lisa, that Lisa was her name. Okay. a guy that like totally sucks, right? Like she's she's decided she hasn't had sex with him yet, but she has decided that she's going to give her virginity to mm-hmm. him. Uh, while they stay there. Um, and it's so weird, too. So let's talk too. about Robbie for a second. Oh, oh go God. ahead. Well, it's weird, too, because, like, I think this relates to Robbie. Like, everyone is... Like, Robbie is there to get a letter of recommendation, which I don't I don't think this is how it works. Like, I don't think that you, like, serve as a waiter and then, like, a famous doctor gives you a letter, but... I okay. think he does, though. No! At that time. Like, oh, that's so gross. You think about, so like, gross. networks and what sort of influence, like, a, a, a doctor or a lawyer or a professor might have. Oh. Right? So, you, so it's not based on merit whatsoever. It's just on... It's just based on, like, how much you could, um, like, ingratiate yourself into, like, particular circles right. as, like, a waiter or attendant. Ugh, that's so gross to me and so sad. But anyway, so Robbie, um, who... What was it? Um, Fountainhead or? Yes, yeah. I read that. I was like, baby Paul Ryan, <laughs> big Ayn Rand fan. Yeah, so he um, he's just this complete asshole, right? He's sleeping. So he's basically he's knocked up um, Penny and refuses to acknowledge it or to to help her in any way. Um, and he's also like, it's clear that he sleeps around with. Other people, like um, one of the rich women, you know, that's like mm-hmm. visiting. Um, so he does like all of these like really shitty things, and like has a surprisingly big role in the the movie because like there's even one scene where like baby is like helping him pour water, and she's like trying to convince him not to like suck. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's yeah. essentially saying that he needs to help 
Penny out because right. Penny's pregnant. She wants an abortion and he should help pay for it because he's already been bragging about how he saved all this money to get a, what, Alfa Romeo or something? Yeah, like something. Like some nice car. Yeah. And so he has the money and he just refuses to help and refuses to even admit that it's his. So he just, his rebuttal is always like, Penny's that type of girl who will sleep with everyone. And so like, who knows whose baby it is. Right. Yeah. And so she decides to go to her father, who's on a golf course. And this like blew my mind because I thought, can you fit an entire golf course onto a campsite? <laughs> Apparently. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and so she asks, so Baby asks her dad. And of course, like, it, it's annoying because it is said in like a, a cloying kind of like, Daddy, you always told me to help people and I really need to help somebody, you know, that sort of thing. But she won't tell him how she's helping someone. Right. Like, he has no idea this is to help someone get an abortion. Right. Um, so she gets money from her dad and, you know, like, offers it to Penny, who at first won't take it, but then decides to take it and, like, to offer additional help, Baby agrees to, like, perform in... Perform the... <laughs> Yes. So uh, I don't know how to describe this. A performance. So basically, this is like so strange because it's accomplishing two things. Like for the emotional arc of the film, like Patrick Swayze does not like her because he thinks she's just like a snobby camp attendee, another rich girl. Like we've seen them all so naive about how the world works, blah, blah, blah. Right. Does not like her. And then he, when she actually gets the money for Penny, he's a little like surprised that mm-hmm. um, maybe this is someone who actually is trying to um, put her literal money where her mouth is right. um, in terms of helping. Um, but then it, this is also just like the most bizarre plot contrivance <laughs> like, of all time. To get them time. dancing, right? Like- yeah, where it's just like, well, <laughs> she has to fill in at the big performance. So let's make sure the other lady has to have an abortion on the same day. <laughs> And I was like, that's, like, legit wild to have in a movie. You're totally right. Like, that absolutely, like, that is... Also, then you go, like, also, let's play this out. So, minutes ago, Jennifer Grey was walking into a room full of capable female dancers. Yes. And so, why would he be like, you are going to be the one uh, to dance? And we are treated to, like, the fastest, most effective montage I've ever seen. Okay, but it is not... In 30 seconds... No, it is not a fast montage, though. Like, her learning to dance, is that what you're saying? I mean, I guess the learn... The- when we go from where we started to what she's able to do by the end of the montage, okay. that feels fast. Okay, but the montage itself is like oh, no, no joke. Long. Like it yeah. is the longest montage. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I was like, I forgot like how fucking long. Like it's just like different snapshots of her laughing as he tickles her armpit. You know, like so yeah. many. <laughs> or like dancing on a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> like that bridge. Also, okay, this is my question though. He clearly does not like her still, but he also has just no sense of humor. Like to this point, he's really just seemed like a dick. Yeah. You know, where like she laughs and he's like, oh, if you're not gonna take this seriously. Right, right. Like, and I kept, I wrote at that point, like when does he become likable? Well, I think that contributes to the, like, sense you have that he's, like, so much older, right, too? Like, yeah, I did write, what is the age difference between them and is she a minor? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, she's going to college. We know that. So she's... she's oh, prob- she's definitely going at the end of the Yeah, summer. so she's she's 18, okay. I'm going to say. All right. I'm going to hope. I'm going to pray. Um, <laughs> this isn't a Leah Thompson and that <laughs> weird Texan pilot scenario. Oh, my God. Zone. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. But you're right, though, that, like, the... Give like a week is not ever ever enough time to then suddenly like (laughs) 
you know, learn all of these dance moves and just, like, become this incredible dancer. But it happens. Yeah, and they do it. She makes some mistakes, but everyone likes it for the most part. Yeah, it's solid. They see the thieving old woman at the, the performance. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't know she's a thief yet. Yeah. Um, this old woman who, like, visits the, the camp each year and, like, just, like, makes bank by stealing so many wallets. I Like, I love her. That's who I want to be when I grow up. It's just, like, mm-hmm. old grandma's scammy hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, um yeah. Now, so you have to remind me because I have two notes here that I don't remember what they mean at all. Okay, I'll try. I wrote what if she sits on the glass? Mm. Does something break? Um something break. Oh, the car window. He breaks. <gasps> That's right. Yes. Okay. Also, you, I thought okay, that, that was, was so fucking stupid. Like responsible so me was like you left your keys out. You're getting rained on. I get that that sucks, but then you like as a kid who is like poor and at camp to make money, you don't then Ray, don't break, break in your window. Your own car window. Like why? And then she she just laughs and goes, "You're wild." You're wild. <laughs> like what? Like if so, okay, you're this a is psychopath. Just like a to like everyone who's listening. If you are, like, on a pseudo date with someone and they can't get into the car, so they break the passenger side window, like, that's a good flag that, like, you should not get be the fuck out. out. Like, yeah. take a rain check. Get the fuck out of there. You are going to die. Yeah. Um, that did not make any sense, except to maybe, maybe soften Swayze's character a little bit. Like, maybe <laughs> that's the, the goal. <laughs> right? He's improvisational. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Like, okay, he's... You know he's he's a passionate like he you know is is not the smartest tool or not the smartest tool in the shed oh god sharpest tool in the shed <laughs> but he's you know he's got some feeling he's got some wild cardness I don't know I don't know I'm struggling here um yeah what was your other one though because you said you had two oh wait uh, that's you're wild as a quote oh <laughs> yeah you're wild. Wild. When do they start? When do they start sleeping together? I'm trying to remember. It's after the dance, like after the right. um, when they go to the other hotel to, to perform. Um, yeah. And yeah, it is. Uh, they keep dancing, <laughs> and <laughs> then they uh, yeah. So okay, I know. So like, they go to the dance. They they do that performance thing, then. Penny, it turns out, the abortion did not go well. It was not sanitary. That's right. right. And so Baby, like, you know, rushes to find Johnny. um, And then she makes the decision to tell her father, like, like, to get her father to come help her. And that's when, like, the cat's out of the bag, right? Like, that she's been hanging out with these folks. Um, So that's, I think, then, like, the kind of trauma over Penny's experience, oddly enough, then. Yeah. And here's my question, like them together yeah oh that's right yes yes but also this is where i started to question like the father-daughter dynamic because the way he talks to her the way jerry orbach her father talks to her it's almost like they are lovers (laughs) it is strange yeah where he's like i don't know you at all yeah i was just like that's not how like a parent talks to a child they don't act like hurt and like turned off right (laughs) they go like you betrayed my trust like you're grounded. It's gonna be like a punishment or something, yeah. or you're gonna be yelled at or something, or you know what I mean, like. And then he the gives way... her like the fucking silent treatment, and you're like, really? It was so weird. Like, yeah. how old are you, sir? Like, come on. Like, you're 
your 18 year old daughter like fell for the sexy dance instructor and you're shocked like come on yeah i mean guys like you're lucky your wife's not all over them so just uh (laughs) kelly bishop totally wasted i wrote i wrote emily gilmore better get to tear it up like she did not get to do anything in this movie and i was so pissed about that i know she's so like proper and just like such a flat character here i'm sorry Uh, you should be sorry i'm sorry (laughs) for her you made this movie i'm sorry for life i'm sorry for everything but made her not be able to shine it's all right she had plenty of great scenes in gilmore girls everyone go watch it (laughs) it's a great show right now um (laughs) pause this um yeah so here's where we finally get to like the romance between them and it doesn't last very long i guess like i just thought this was a bigger part of the movie but they got a lot of struggles already in like the last half hour of the movie essentially yeah they've got a lot of struggles they've got like you know they've got like um the the women who want to sleep with johnny right the rich women who try to seduce him you've got neil hanging around you've got robbie still like just sucking um You've got Daddy now, like on the you know watching her every move, and then you've got like I guess like the confrontations between, like she won't like tell her dad right like yeah I'm hooking up with Johnny right like, and he's like why wouldn't why don't you want your dad to see see you with me and she's like well because he he would be mad you know <laughs> well, but, okay that was almost like needed to be that was like two different conversations in one and I really wanted them just like have a more thorough conversation about this Mm. because like you just wouldn't tell your dad you're sleeping with someone ever you know like it just wouldn't make sense but like you could maybe say like i'm dating or seeing him or spending time with him right yeah and it felt like that those two pieces were conflated yeah (laughs) like why don't you tell your dad we're fucking (laughs) it's like well for obvious reasons yeah like like, slow down why is this a conversation And I guess, I guess, like, what surprised me is, like, I just didn't believe in their, like, mutual attraction to each other. Like, I did not believe that Johnny really liked her. Well, I think it's and hard I could, for... I found it believable, their chemistry believable when they were dancing at the end. But in all the scenes leading up to it, I just... I don't know. Like, do you feel that? No, I I mean, it's... I think for me personally, it's hard because, like, Jennifer Grey is kind of an enigma to me. Like... I get that she was an it girl in the 80s, and I, you know, was only, like, three. I was only around in the 80s for three years, like, so I don't, like, I don't quite know, but, like, I don't see the Jennifer Grey thing. Um, <laughs> I actually thought she was, I got it, her in this movie, because she's supposed to be sort of just nerdy. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. So, like, for me, just personally... I'm like all about the sways, and I'm like he's bringing his all to this. <laughs> he's he's really doing it, and she's one hundred and ten percent. You know, she's just like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know, but yeah, I like I think the chemistry is there. Like I'm thinking about, and it is like they're partly singing, but it's where she's like, they're in his, they're in like a dance studio, and they're um, they're like. Uh, lip syncing a song. Yeah. They're yeah. they're lip syncing a song and she then is also saying like hand like she's like repeating his instructions for dancing. Right? So she's like, No no no, this is my dancing space and he's trying to seduce her or mm-hmm. like yeah. you know. So I mean those moments I found charming, I guess. 
Is that okay yeah, to say? Like that's fair. <laughs> I would, yeah, no, I just it was more just like the actual like sexual chemistry just did not seem there for me. Okay, I think that's fair. But I think you're absolutely right. I forgot about that scene. That is a really fun scene. And it's, I think like just to jump ahead a little bit, basically things come to a head wherein this the woman who may have been sleeping with Patrick Swayze throughout the summer while her husband was away, or maybe just want, had designs on him, mm-hmm. um, sees the two of them together and as to she's leaving him, Robbie's cabin. Yes. Because she sucks. Tries to get him fired. Yeah. Um, and so basically to preserve his alibi, Jennifer Grey has to admit in front of her father to Max that um, he couldn't have stolen someone's wallet because he was um, with her all night. Right. And so now her father knows that she's been sleeping with this guy. And now, and this is really just sort of a, a cruel irony, is that... He's cleared of the crime, but now he has to be fired anyway because he's not supposed to be sleeping with any mm-hmm. sort of um, camp attendees. Right, right. Yeah, just so mean. Um, and so I think we could just, like, go ahead and, and say, right, like, then the there's a final night at camp, I guess, which is, like, a big hurrah. And we get the moment where Baby is with there with her parents her sister's performing, you know, like all that. Um, Patrick Swayze shows up um, and he has the famous line. Do you want to say it? No, I want you to say no! it. <laughs> um, she's sitting there. She looks miserable. He shows up and he goes, nobody puts baby in a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have like- used ad nauseum for different scenarios, right? Like... <laughs> Like one time, so many different scenarios. I mean, like everything. Like, if there was like a cookie that I wanted that was in the corner, or like if my dog is sitting in a corner, like if, any object. You can easily say no one puts the lady in the corner. Yes, right. Like it's perfect for that. Or any time, like I wanted, you know, preferred seat. I would, I would refuse to sit somewhere else because I would say nobody puts Katie in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so you know Amazing. like it's it's i've gotten a lot of fucking mileage out of it is what i'm trying to say and it's been glorious <laughs> um and this is like we should say like the we talked about this being a freudian movie at times this is like wish fulfillment yeah like, to the extreme because right? like lisa realizes that robbie is a um a creep and then um the father realizes he's confirmed. He realizes that Robbie's a creep and he like takes back the bonus and letter of recommendation. And then he realizes that Johnny's actually a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then her mom actually feels like liberated by the dancing that Jennifer Gray's doing so she can go and dance and have a great time <laughs> where she's been really prim for the whole movie. Yeah. You know, where it's just like this total like utopian space is created at the end of this movie. Right. Very, very rapidly. Um, <laughs> right. Um, and it comes about yes. with this like final iconic dance yeah, with very the lift rapidly. and the armpit and all yes, sorts of things. time of my life. I can't do the armpit thing. Like, dude, that armpits are just so gross. Like, dude, <laughs> if anyone ever touches my armpit, like, even if it's a doctor really? and he's like, I'm, I've got to do surgery on your armpit, I'll be like, nope. <laughs> armpits are gross. Don't <laughs> touch mine. Me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe that's extreme, the, but that's how I this feel. This is my question, though. It ends with them, like, looking at each other's eyes and dancing, and Patrick Swayze lip-syncs to her, I had the time of my life, and I owe it all to you. Mm -hmm. Did they have the time of their life? Like, that really was my question by the end. When you tally up, like, 
she had to protect her sister from being raped by like a creepy waiter. Her father spent most of the summer disappointed in her. She had to help a stranger procure an abortion. Like, yeah, she got him fired from camp. Like, like a lot of shit went down. This is like, yeah, like this is a heavy summer. Yeah. Um, and are they never going to see each other again, too? Probably not. Wait, she's isn't that go kind of college. implicit? I like mean, when he says, I had the time of my life, that also feels like a goodbye. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's not even like it's the beginning of something. It was just like, wow, we had a really turbulent summer together. I mean, this is I, this is my problem with most like romantic comedies in general. Is like, I don't want to imagine them like together. I don't like I don't want to like we did this we like we had this conversation when we talked about 10 things I hate about you remember where she's mm-hmm. going off to college and we're oh like, yeah so he's gonna but like it's more her? about like teen comedies like because I want those teens to like grow up and live a little more and then find someone well because, she's 18 like, the idea of being attached to someone that's yeah. what I mean the idea of being attached to someone you meet as an 18 year old right like, and forever is the most like bummer I think I've ever heard dude you know that is like literally my story right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you guys like actually grew together and did great things. That's a sample size of one. When I compare it to like the two hundred other people I know who did that and they just stunted yeah. each other. Yeah, I yeah. know. I you just... are an anomaly. We have talked about this. <laughs> I just I just wanted to rip. I just wanted to <laughs> Nobody puts my marriage in the corner. Um, that didn't work. It didn't work. Damn it. No, it Damn. was great. Um but okay. Anyways, you're right. Like I, but like you know, or I, I think about like, even the phrase "time of my life." Like that entails fun, and I think this movie, this movie offers is not, a lot of things, but it's not a fun movie. It's in not a lot even of ways. Like, like, or the characters are not having fun. It's not even a funny movie. You know what I mean? Like no. there's, I like I don't know if I laugh at all like during it. Right? I don't think there's a single moment where I'm like genuinely laughing. So yeah, um, it's yeah, it's just like. It's melancholy, I guess, if you think about it. Like, yeah, they're probably not going to be together. And so then I go like, well, okay, so we get to the end of the movie. Who undertook, like, an arc? So Mm -hmm. I guess, like, who fundamentally changed? Because it would be one thing if Jennifer Grey started this movie wanting to be an English major and find a husband and then ended up being, like, then joining the Peace Corps and stuff like that and, like, realizing that she's someone who wants to like stand up and help people sure but she was already like that from the start yeah and so her liberation is i guess just that like she's more sexually liberated or like more in tune with her body uh to daddy that's true yeah right she's able to finally cut that cord a bit right okay only a good thing yeah um so she has a slight so you're saying like maybe she doesn't have as big of as a big of an arc as we should expect I think no I think you're right you just zeroed in on it like the arc I guess is her relationship with her father yeah um, there's not a, like beginning to end like there's not no one else like really changes then like even Jerry Orbach and her like don't really change in who they are it's just that they're more honest with each other or something yeah yeah well I mean I don't think that Patrick Swayze's character changes you know right. like he's just like alright gonna keep on dancing lady see you later <laughs> 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 but then he has to awkwardly be like, at that song's an end, and he'll be like, I'll I'll see myself out. <laughs> he was fired. <laughs> right. Oh, right. I, I am now a painter. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in every other movie, I am a construction worker. Like every single fucking movie. I'm like this down and out guy who has to like take on a construction role just to help support the fam. I'm going to um, take your word for that because I still have not seen very many of his movies. I don't think that's actually true. It's just I was... 
basing this off of the last two that we've seen where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Well, in, Road, in um, Red Dawn, he's too young to have been really employed yet. Yeah. Well, no, he had to be doing something, though, because he graduated high school. Right, Do we right. know what he did? No, he just drives around wearing a football jersey. Yeah, just trying to relive those glory days. Yeah. Um, no, but wow, I mean... Well, he really does not... Does he grow up in other movies? Or is he always, like, perpetually adolescent? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he he definitely... I mean, let's let's wait till Roadhouse. I think, right? Like, All right. <laughs> hold the phone, Sam. Hold the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's it's early, right? It's he feels it's weird because like he always feels old to us, but we're only on movie three. You know, like he's gonna get older as we go through this season. And he already feels old. Oh, that's true. It's crazy. Yeah, he it's already crazy. does feel. He feels too old. I mean, really, from the start, he felt too old to be hanging with teens. Next week, we're doing... Oh, yeah, I thought Ghost was nice, but Ghost isn't for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. We have Next of Kin, mm-hmm. and then Roadhouse, then Ghost. So I wonder if oh by that gosh. point, I'll have a different opinion. Um, Yeah, we'll see. Ah, Roadhouse. I cannot wait. I'm going to watch that while I'm in Texas with my family, because that, that will bring the family <laughs> together. They'll be like, listen, we are mad at you because you are liberal, and you just, like, we don't agree with your politics or anything. And I'll just be like, And hey. we would have preferred to watch Red Dawn. <laughs> but we will compromise with Roadhouse. No, they will. They, they love Roadhouse. They will, every, I will gain back every single daughter point I need um, <laughs> with, with Roadhouse. I'll just be like, all right, I know. Like, you disagree with a lot of things, but Roadhouse. Yeah. I cannot wait. Awesome. Um, well, when, by the time this comes out, you will be with your family. I'll be with mine. Yay! So, that's that's delightful. A lovely time that will be. Yeah. But in the meantime, what are you obsessed with? Oh my gosh. Okay, so so many things because um, I finished grading on Wednesday and then I like had this like abundance of like I just had this desire to catch up on all of these cultural things. So mm-hmm. um, like I watched all of I I don't know if they're like they're not popular cultural things but I like them so. Um, the masterpiece of Victoria. I watched two seasons of that. Um, <laughs> I like just loved it so much. And then um, like a lot of potato talk. Yeah. Uh, I read Stephen King's um, Elevation. I like uh, finished my Atwood novel. Like I mentioned, I just did a lot. Yeah. So I'm. I guess like I'm just obsessed this week with like uh, everything. <laughs> Like possibility? Does that is that lame oh, to say yeah, I like that, that like just enthusiasm? Like I think you should find everyone out there should find what they just love and like just relish it and don't be ashamed of it. So if it's you know like dressing in drag, if it's uh, singing at karaoke, if it's reading War and Peace for the fifth time, like do you this week is my yeah just that's be my ever charge. more fully realized. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's it. So how about you? How about me? Um, well. <laughs> How do I follow that? I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> that was a dick move. I read move. this book that I liked. <laughs> that was a dick move but, on my part. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, sh- I really should have gone first. <laughs> but, <laughs> How would you have um, Yeah. I just um, I only have a novel to plug. It's a Brazilian novel from the 1930s called Chronicle of the Murdered House by Lucia Cardosa. Oh. Um, and it is... So it was newly translated. It wasn't translated, I think, until 2017. Um, so it's only been available in English for a short while. Mm-hmm. It is so good. It is just like this juicy sort of, it's like a Southern Gothic, but in 
Brazil, this cool. like old aristocratic family who's essentially just out of money and doesn't want to admit it, sort of living in this decaying, decrepit, like big house, like in this sort of like rural town. Um, and it gets so weird and juicy and complicated and everyone has all this <laughs> like secrets and trauma and hates each other. Yes. It's so much fun to read. It was such a compelling read. I really want to see more of what this author's written and see how much more is translated because it was great. So what like led you to that work though? Like how did you find out about it? Hmm, I think it must have been like a year-end list from 2017. Okay. All right. Um, and I just had been meaning to read it for a while because I remember like wanting to read this. I was in New York when I kept being like, oh, should I order this one and read it next? And I didn't. So I'm just finally getting around to it. Yay. That's awesome. And what's it called again? Sorry. Chronicle of the Murdered House. The Murdered House? Murdered. Yeah. Awesome. That's <laughs> That sounds cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Highly recommend. Cool. All right. Well... That's dirty dancing, folks. That's it. We'll see you next week for our next of kin. And yeah, how to work (laughs) Billy Zane into this. Yeah, I I got nothing on that one. I think we should. uh, Yeah, sorry, Billy. Yeah. You really should have made more dancing movies and made this connection easier for us. Right, yeah. We blame blame you for this one. Yeah, this one's all on you. (laughs) All right, boy. See you next week. Oh, no, I've got to enter the password again. It locked screened. No. Ah, stop.